That's huge. That is, that is, that is huge. And now I'm going to stay here for a second. Um, so last time I'm talking about xCloud or streaming or Stadia, um, we've talked about what Stadia was doing and what they announced. And at this moment, there were actually more features that were announced not to be available for launch for Stadia. So already Stadia is looking like it's DOA on arrival. If, if there was any opposite or if there's any way to do a streaming service that is more proper in that line of thinking that Google is trying to do, Microsoft is a perfect example. They're saying that their uh, xCloud is going to be is in beta. They're testing out the kinks. They're allowing people to come in uh, to be part of the beta if they want to and have a slew of games. Not to mention, as I said as well back on this podcast, that Microsoft's library is much bigger uh, than Google's and has already set up an ecosystem to where if you have Game Pass, especially with this announcement that it will eventually include your games that you have on your uh, on your list or on your playlist of what you want to play, it will bring those up and you can play them on the go. Um, I, I still think that obviously streaming services, I, I am not quite sure what, uh, I'm not quite sure how this will, will be in the US just because of, again, we have data caps and with data caps, you only limit a terabyte a month if you are with, uh, say, Comcast or any other provider. Um, so it's going to be very hard to justify, hey, do I really want to stream this game on my data or on the internet, depending on how, how, how high of a quality it's going to be? Um, the, the technology, you know, it could work. They're saying so far that this technology works and it's, and it's good, but it just comes to the internet infrastructure and that's going to be the huge question here again i think that if you were outside the us this will work perfectly i think google stadia has more legs outside the us as well as project xcloud than um uh than in the us because uh, we have beta data caps that are restraining us so that's that is a problem that the us market has to face um and we'll see how this goes exactly how much they require um it's all going to depend like i'm very curious i think if out of the two right now announced currently i am more in favor of project xcloud than i am with stadia just because it's microsoft we know what they're bringing to the table we know what games they're going to bring and eventually bring they have a game pass which is they're just killing it right now a bunch of games not to mention a lot more uh, announced at this xo19 event that and not to mention they're supporting more bluetooth uh, devices like the sony's dualshock 4 they are definitely if i were to pick one or the other it's going to be microsoft hands down no question about it so We'll see how this goes, um, but I think right now Project X Cloud and Microsoft look 20 times better than Google Stadia right now. And Google Stadia, with, with the announcements they made recently, that not some of their features that they initially announced was coming at launch and other issues, they don't look good right now. They may be DOA off before even the the uh, the launch happens. We'll see. We'll see, but that's, yeah. Rust is coming to Xbox One. Um, I'm, hey, Rust is a weird game. <laughs> if you like open world and uh, survival and make your own tribes and all that good stuff, you know, hey, 
more power to you. But it is coming to Xbox One. See, they uh, showed off their new expansion for Sea of Thieves, sea, uh, the Seabound Soul Reveal. Uh, the Sea of Thieves next update will arrive on November 20th and include a short Telltale campaign called the Seabound Soul. Firebombs will also be added to the game for even more deadlier combat. Uh, and the first thing that actually showed off uh, in the trailer was uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, live action, just to kind of promote that. This game's out on all consoles. Buy it on ours. <laughs> From what I've seen so far of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, it actually looks pretty cool. It's What I've been hearing is basically, think of um, uh, Uncharted with Star Wars. Basically. Basically, basically that. So, uh, and I've been watching, I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about the game. And not to mention, it's just getting reviews 9s and 10s and 8s all across the board. So it's getting really good viewed. Uh, Westland, Wasteland 3, the guys who made other Wastelands, uh, former Fallout devs, uh, put out a new trailer for um, XO19 and it's coming uh, in May 2020. So for those who like the Wasteland kind of, uh, kind of Fallout type of games, and here's another one for you. Uh, West of Dead, which from the looks of it looked like a bullet uh, twin stick shooter but the, the, the key is, like, the main character is being voiced by Ron Perlman, uh, which is cool. I love Ron. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, he, he's going to be voicing the main character. Waste of Dead is, like, it, from the looks of it, it, is a, it looks like from a, a twin-stick shooter. You're taking cover, you're shooting other enemies, but the thing is, though, your character is already dead and it's a flaming skull. Think of, like, a Western uh, Ghost Rider, essentially. So, yeah, uh, it's... No, no, no date on it yet. I'm gonna check real quick. Actually, I'm just gonna go to the bomb. Let's see. Da, da, da. Okay. Oh, you play the beta right now. Okay. So a no release date. So nothing yet. Nothing yet. Um. And then let's see what else I can see in this article. Uh. Oh, yeah. The list of games are coming to Xbox Game Pass. Um. So more than more than 50 new games coming to Xbox Game Pass. Or announced XO19 title, titles like uh, Remnant from the Ish Ashes and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt are the most prominent, but later in the uh, on in 2020, select games from the Yakuza franchise will be joining the service on Xbox One and PC. Aside from numerous Final Fantasy games coming to Xbox Game Pass, the Yakuza drive will probably be the most memorable. Um, you haven't tried Xbox Game Pass Ultimate yet? You can get your first three months for a dollar for a limited time. All your Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members get a month of each access Three months of Discord Nitro and six months of Spotify Premium included with their description, their subscription. So that was all the announcements out of XL19. I think one of the things they made sure to get in front of is like, no, there will be no information regarding Project Scarlet, um, because that focus for this XL19 event was the games and um, what's coming to Game Pass. As overall, like they, it's a strong showing again from Microsoft. Microsoft is again showing and supporting xbox game pass showing their parties what's coming to the to the service um what can you expect in the next year and a half um the cloud service they're working on is still in beta but from the sounds of things it sounds very promising it's right now microsoft i mm, honestly i man from the, everything i've seen so far from this entire generation this is where Microsoft first fucked up at the Xbox One reveal, and since then, and I keep and I keep saying this again, but like, you know, history be damned. Like because of what because of what Don Matrick did, uh, and screwing the pooch on on all of it. Like 
Phil Harrison and just just turned around not just him but like Microsoft really turned around that narrative that they initially had uh, for Microsoft and um, they really just turned a 180 and basically made Microsoft a much more prominent name within the gaming space than it was before um, it is they're playing their cards right I think they got a lot of hands and a lot of things and if all of them work, if Game Pass is already a success, if it gets a bigger success in the next generation, if the cloud system uh, works and is a and it's great and it's and it's, it's uh, affordable, then you know that's another avenue for them. Um, not to mention, uh, you know, if Project Scarlet becomes another success for them, that another option for another console, Microsoft is definitely setting themselves up to possibly be the king yet again in these next generation while sony i have not heard much the only thing i've heard from sony is that they're gonna have their console launch or not launch but like their console reveal in february of next year and we'll go into deeper detail regarding that and what games are planning to come to it and so on so i'm curious to see what Sony does, but this entire generation has just been Microsoft getting ready, doing the right things, and getting ready for the next generation. Because they kind of pretty much lost it the minute they, that <laughs> they messed up the press conference way back then. And since then, Sony has won this generation. It was like three to one of a console being made from PS4 to um, the next box. So, Microsoft is ready. They have been arming themselves, ready to go for 2020. 2020 is going to be a hell of a year, guys. It's going to be a hell of a year. But again, Microsoft going out there and just kind of catering to their audience, but also showcasing new stuff coming that, yes, we're supporting this platform. We're supporting the games that are coming to Game Pass. And look at these other games and these other people that we've acquired over the years, um, especially Rare. Like, for the longest time, outside of well, no, well, Killer Instinct is a rare property, but they didn't work on it. But, like, outside of, um, of, uh, Sea of Thieves, uh, Sea of Thieves, <laughs> um, they, we won't know what they what else they're making, but, hey, Microsoft's keeping them busy, um, they got a new game called Everwild that they're working on, um, it's insane, it's pretty crazy, like, it's, we'll see what happens, but, man, Microsoft is hitting it out of the park, and, um, you know, we'll see how 2020 is going to be. If I were to guess, honestly, right now, on you can mark it, 11, 17, 2019, on this podcast, on this video, on YouTube, um, more than likely, my guess is that Microsoft is going to be the one. Hmm, yeah, yeah, I'll go for it. Uh, Microsoft will be the ones on top. Will be the most. Will be the most dominant. Um, services uh on the internet and i think that sony is going to take a step back with the ps5 and the switch is going to overtake sony and maybe microsoft depending what happens in terms of like how many many consoles are being sold and then yeah we'll see how that goes um but i believe microsoft is just armed at the teeth to take 2020 to take the next generation of consoles and i think they're ready to do it and i think that i think they will so we'll see how it goes but 
Uh, XL19 was a great event. It was a lot better than last year, and they brought the games, they brought the stuff, and they are definitely just ready to fight. They're ready to take over this next generation. Now, many other people have already probably covered this already by the time you're listening to this or watching this to this, but I do want to give my input and my reaction to the entire event. And the event I'm talking about is BlizzCon. BlizzCon did happen. Um, it was a uh, huge event. Um, it definitely showed a lot, a lot of new games as well as other things they have uh, in, their, uh, in their belt or what's to come. So... I'll start off here. This is from PCGamer.com, written by Steven Messner. And this is regarding the BlizzCon 2018, 2019 announcements. And I'll quickly go down what was announced, just paraphrase. Um, so, off the bat, Diablo 4 was shown off. They showed off a cinematic trailer with a gameplay trailer. Um, was one of the first things they did. Actually, let me step back a bit, because I will talk about this later. Is that... Uh, there was, so, uh, the last time I talked about Blizzard in China, or Blizzard in, re in regards to what was happening with China and Blizzard a lot has happened since then. Um, just to uh, sum up kind of what, what has happened since then, um, so basically, uh, Blizzard eventually gave all their winnings back to Blitzchung. Um, he then was reduced his sentence from a full year to six months. The casters are still suspended or fired at this time of this recording uh and uh blizzard has been getting a lot of heat from uh the gaming audience from the uh, uh from the government which now has gotten involved um and i believe once say china but not really like it, it seems to a lot of people and it seems like the narrative is that they um were pressured into making that choice rather than um, policing it properly. So they had uh, they had the president, I believe his name was. Let me give me a second. Da -da -da -da. Let me right here. I got the article here. Also from PC Gamer. Um, J. Allen Brack, which was the um, president of Blizzard, I want to say. Uh, just yeah, so J. J. Allen Brack is, yeah, the uh, yeah, president. Yep, president of, of Blizzard. Yeah, so. So yeah, uh, he went out there and just basically apologized and you know say like, hey, maybe we should have took more time. Um, I feel like I should. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hold off on that just because I have a lot more to say about it. But that's initially what what happened first. They issued an apology about the entire event. Um, they acted hastily, uh, and then right afterwards, it's like, now let's get into the game. So um, as I was saying, Diablo 4 was shown off. It was the first game trailer they showed off uh, for the for the BlizzCon uh, conference. It was a uh, cinematic trailer, looked really badass. Um, and then afterwards was a gameplay trailer. 
Um, and uh, from the looks of it and what I've been reading and watching, it's very much like Diablo and much, uh, many of its incarnations, um, except it's going back to the more darker tone. Apparently, people didn't like Diablo 3's color palette, which I personally, I didn't mind. I personally did not mind, but the color palette of Diablo 3, I enjoyed it. But people were angry about it, so it's back to Diablo 2 dark dark theme i guess so dark 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 <laughs> um so yeah so that's i mean hey i mean i'm just happy with more diablo honestly so more diablo the better that's great um so that was shown off including i believe the druid and the sorcerers or the return add-ons or uh roles you can play in diablo 4 um after that um they showed you a no, they uh blizzard showed uh, the new cinematic trailer for the new World of Warcraft ex- uh, expansion, uh, Shadowlands, which uh, which is cool. Like I always enjoy what the love of Blizzard's uh, trailers is like uh, their cinematic has always been top notch. This one kind of depicting a scene of uh, Savannah's, um I mispronounced her name, but like you know the dark elf lady, <laughs> and she um, uh, she even she she goes to uh, uh, the land of or. Um, Oh man, actually, I'm gonna read this. I'm just gonna read the let's read what they wrote because <laughs> I, I I feel like I'm gonna just butcher the 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 trailer or what they're just going for. So, World of Warcraft's next expansion is called Shadowlands. It releases next year and will take players in an alternate realm of death and decay, where they must choose one of several factions to align with the fight against uh, Savannah. The trailer was positively bananas with Savannah's dueling bulwark, the Lynch King, before using his helmet to tear open the key to obliterate the barrier between Azeroth and the Shadowlands. It's If that's confusing to you, Renee, puddling, but we explained at all what it means. Um, like, like any expansion, Shadowlands will implement sweeping changes to most of Duwell's current system and progression. We have, we have a complete overview of those features, oh, including that it's a uh, squash level cap of 60 and end game uh, dungeons that basically is a self enclosed roguelike. Oh, okay, well, that, that perked my ears. I didn't hear that. Uh, cool, but yeah, so that's um, that is uh, what that cinematic is. Uh, you guys definitely go watch it, it's really cool. Um, and it's you know, more wow for wow people <laughs> essentially. So, um, they then follow up with uh, some Hearthstone nudes, um, which was a uh, another expansion who, who would figure uh, Descent of Dragons which is a heavy focus on dragon cards um, and then on top of it they announced a new mode that's coming that is called I want to say is it Auto Battle uh, it is called uh, huh I'm not seeing it on here well, basically what they're doing is another auto chest they're basically say, they're saying they, they're looking at the, what the trends are right now when it comes to gaming and auto chess is definitely one of those that's becoming much more popular so now they're going to do one for Hearthstone it's in beta right now but you know we'll uh, we'll see that more as it gets closer to uh, to its release um, and then after which um, they uh, the, the other big one they did announce or did show uh, which you did see behind me as I was talking. Uh, Overwatch 2. Now, Overwatch 2, they showed up a new trailer, a cinematic and a gameplay trailer. Um, and I definitely have read up and watched gameplay of, of it, as well as that before. So, Overwatch 2, for those who are curious, um, it's going to be a focus on co-op, 
and it's got it's got PE, PVE modes. It'll still have PVP, it'll still have the multiplayer, but the curious thing about it is that it will still play with Overwatch 1 players. So essentially, if you just want to play the multiplayer, um, you're fine with Overwatch 1. But if you if you don't care about the new characters in Overwatch 2, but if you want the new characters and you want to just keep playing Overwatch 2 with Overwatch 1 people, you can. Um, it's going to be in the same server. We're going we're gonna to talk to one another and they'll, you'll still be able to play Overwatch 1 players. The difference is, is that in Overwatch 2, you have a PvE mode or story mode that you can play through. And from what I've seen and what I've heard, it's very much like a Left 4 Dead where you are uh, playing co-op with three other players. You and three other players. So... Um, and you're going through the story mode and you're basically not much details regarding what the story is going to be other than Overwatch re- reuniting together to fight the, the big baddie in, in this uh, in this new game. This I'm kind of curious to see how what the price is for it because if I mean if they could do the whole 40 and 60 difference where they could charge 40 bucks if you just want the story mode and then 60 bucks if you want the story mode and, and the multiplayer with the skins i can see that happening so yeah like i like I, I think that that might be the case but um i'm very curious to see how that works um it did say it, it, it did say if you do go to overwatch 2 like any skins that you do have will carry over to overwatch 2 for your character so that that aside um you know you can not worry of missing or losing all your skins and work you've done in Overwatch 1. So, um, the thing though with specifically Overwatch 2 and with um, Diablo 4 is that they've shown some gameplay, they've shown some cinematic, but the word is that these games won't be out for a while and that they are, um, they're not done and they won't be close to being done for quite some time. My guess is there won't be you won't be seeing these release until let's see we're in twenty we're in twenty nineteen I'm gonna I'm gonna guess here twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two that's my guess I could be completely wrong I hope I'm wrong and it's, it's a lot sooner than that but I believe those are gonna be the more sooner dates for those games um so I that's what I'm I'm thinking it might be a while and. It's interesting that they definitely did this. Now, given, did they do this because, A, they were getting a lot of pressure from a lot of people for what they're doing with China and with Blitzchung? We don't know per se. Um, or was it something else? Maybe this was already planned and it just so happened to be the bad time. So, we don't know exactly for sure. But um, one of the things I do want to point out is that, regardless, people are very excited for these games. Um... Overwatch 2 is a, is a big thing for a lot of people, and I know for a lot of fans of Blizzard, like this is definitely something they really want to get into. Or really, you know, one of the things the, the criticism of Overwatch is that they they make these awesome cinematics, explaining the characters' backstories and um, showing off the you know what the character can do, but they never. They, it's like they kind of tease at a story, but never really dive into it. It's kind of like the lore is in the maps and in the voice voice packs. Uh, in the comics, so it was like everything around it except in the game. Now we're finally get that. Now we're finally getting the the game that um, will have a uh, story mode. <gasps> so will that pay out? Uh, uh, I think I think it will. Um, I'm 
very curious to see how the story mode goes. I think, yeah, like it, it just depends on how it works because you can make a story in Overwatch, you know, if, if you do it properly. But I kind of feel, I don't know. Like I, I actually don't know. Like I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. But I'm, you know, I've been hearing talk about, you know, hey, you know, if, if it's just they kind of based this off this mode or one of the modes they did in the past with Overwatch and maybe there's something that they can do to use that as a platform to do brown branch out into more deeper lore. You know, that's awesome. Um, but I I don't know. I honestly don't know how it's going to do. The one thing I do want to point out, I forgot to mention, is that in the uh, PvE mode or in the story mode, you do level up your character. One of the things I, I kept hearing is um, with Tracer, you can level her up in like in her uh, her ultimate, where she puts a bomb, puts a bomb on you, and then like kind of first times, and she's in a safe uh, safe spot or whatever she was at the first place. Um, she can like level up, and then she can like put like the bomb on somebody uh, or on one of the you know enemies, and then instead of one, it'll branch out to three, and then three explode or within the area. And they kind of showed in the trailer that uh, Reinhardt, instead of like just one direction, like his uh, slam could go like an entire area, AOE. So that it's it's very much looking like um, a first-person RPG or RPG-like elements. So, um, and again, I, I feel like this is what fans want. Like, I feel like, like fans want a story to be told and just because of the cinematics and they love these characters a lot. So I think that, you know, Blizzard's going to make that happen. Um, is it going to be successful? I think we do. I think it will do fine. I think it will satisfy those who are really into the story. And I personally, I like to see it too. I think, I, think I, I would like to see it sit down and kind of play through the story myself just to, just to you know see what it's like but I digress again you won't see this for a while like we won't see these games for a while um and we'll see we'll definitely see how it goes um outside of that I mean they did mention Warcraft 3 Reforge but it's closed beta there's still no date and time for when it's released that's probably one of the things I'm looking forward to because I love Warcraft 3 <laughs> um yeah so that remaster is gonna look gonna look good. I'm, I might probably get it just to, just to play Warcraft three again, <laughs> pretty much. Um, okay. So one of the things, and going back to what I said earlier, um, in the beginning of the press conference, they did they issued an apology. The president uh, came out and said, you know, we're sorry, we uh, we were too hasty. We should have taken more time to make that decision um, in regards to. Um, suspending and taking the pay from Blitzchuck regarding the situation. For those who don't know what happened, just kind of go back a few weeks ago. Um, Blitzchuck is a Hearthstone player. It was a, it was a tournament, online tournament uh, held in Taiwan in China. Um, now, at the moment, there is uh, there's a huge protest, protest happening in China between Hong Kong and China. Um, as somebody who is vaguely no knowledgeable of what's happening right now in, in that situation i do know that it seems that it's china is trying to overtake hong kong um in in some in some way um and there's there's a lot of unrest and there's a lot of people um that do not want this and specifically in hong kong and other regions near it so uh blitzchung uh on on the stream um 
one of the things that he, he won the tournament, online tournament, um, and was interviewed afterwards. So one of the things is that he um, was on stream showing up uh, in his, on his webcam with, with a mask. Uh, masks are uh, banned in China because um, it's a way, the protesters are using that as a way to, um, and again, this is me just kind of spitballing kind of, but I vaguely remember that the, the year used, they're using masks to uh, to uh, go against the uh, the law of China since China's banned them as a way to protest against them and the Chinese government. So he shows up with a mask on and he says, um, he says, you know, if, uh, free Hong Kong, you know, the revolution of our people. To, I'm paraphrasing that, but basically in support of the Hong Kong protest. Um, at that time, the uh, casters kind of looked at each other and like put their heads down, just trying to hide. Um, and th- th- there was some talk that they encouraged him whether that is true or not. If it is true because of some translation of what they were saying, then, you know, they, I guess, egged them on. Like, they said, say the, say the eight words, say the eight magic words. Um, so, we don't know exactly if they were true or not, but at this moment, they are just fired right now. Um, so that happened, and it blows up on the internet. Um, a lot of people who were supporters of Blizzard were just pissed off. It got attention to the government to the point where a lot of the senators um, on both sides, on extremely both sides, um, on the left and the right, the Democrat and Republicans coming together, writing a letter telling Body Kodak, the president of Activision Blizzard, saying, "Hey." Um, we're concerned about what you what, what you guys are doing with China and how you came up about uh, censoring Blitzchung, and we we don't like it. So they, you know, basically say, "Hey, do something, and we'll we'll do something." And these are, and some of these some of these uh, senators or these uh, these people who made that that uh, that declaration or that letter. Um, are running for office, so they have, you know, they could potentially be the president and like look at that, like oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so that happened. Um, a lot of unease, and there was an apology that was issued online, um, and then an apology here. Um, for a lot of people who was watching this, it it definitely for a lot of people looking at that the apology that uh, that uh, Jay Allen Bragg did on on stream. Felt very corporate. Felt very um, uh, not uh, harmful, or it was uh, fake. So, and I'm not. I'm not sure what you would do if you're Blizzard in regards to you, know, you can apologize as much as you can. But I think for a lot of people, what they want to see is action. Like, yes, we're reducing the the, the suspension to uh, Blitzchung. Awesome, but also giving his winnings. Also cool, but still uneasy about. What the deal is now between you and China? Like people are really kind of questioning that and just kind of wondering what's going on. There are the thing about it too is um, the thing about and I'll, actually me before that, let me just read you the quote about the, the, the apology um, that was spoken at BlizzCon. Quote: We moved too quickly in our decision making, and then to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk about you. When I think about what I'm most unhappy about these uh, there's two there's, there's really two things the first one is that we didn't live up to our high standards and set for ourselves and the second is that we failed uh, in our purpose 
And at that, I am sorry and I accept accountability. As you walk around this weekend, stop BlizzCon, I hope it's clear how committed we are to everyone's right to express themselves in all kinds of ways in all kinds of places. So, that's a quote. And from a lot of people who saw that, look at that, fake, not 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 harmful, not real. Um, and it's kind of damn if you do, damn if you don't right now for the church. Anything you do is like, if you, if if you try to be a you know really discreet, like really honest, like heart to heart to people and say, hey, we're sorry, we won't do this again. Like I don't know anything you say, apology wise, I don't think it's gonna help. I think if anything, it's gonna take action to really tell people, oh, okay, maybe Blizzard's finally. You know, taking care of this, but from as of right now, just a lot of skepticism uh, from, from a lot of people online and uh, from various groups. Um, so yeah, and that, and that is kind of what the, the mentality is at the moment. Um, and now we're starting to get word that um, they're they're going out there saying that uh, it's this this decision that happened was too fast, but it wasn't our decision. We didn't make that decision, they said. Uh, they said it was... Um, actually, it's in this quote, actually. It's in this uh, it's in this article I have right here, right, right in front of me. Because there was definitely a tweet that was made um, from one of the Hearthstone. I think it was the Chinese Hearthstone account. Um, that definitely has caught a lot of people's eye. Um, let's see. Da-da-da-da. Let's see. Okay. So, yes. So he's talking about there's a tweet that said, um, the pride of China, uh, that was written by NetEase. And, um, there, so NetEase is the company that Blizzard works with, uh, for China, uh, in regards to putting games there. Um, I should read the entire thing because it explains it. Uh, the question was, there's has been a suspicion in, that China and your Chinese businesses has an influence on the decision uh, in the statement Blizzard made. Can you affirm for me on the record whether NetEase or any other Chinese partners didn't have any sort of influence on your decision, decision in this incident? Okay, I'm glad you asked that because I'd love to be clear. This is him responding. The first thing that I wanted to talk about is that there's a massive amount of either confusion or non-understanding around uh, what the regulations are in China. Blizzard is not legally allowed to operate or to publish games in China. You must be have a partner. That is the regulation. This is that is law. NetEase is our partner. NetEase is not a government agency. NetEase is a company. They are the publisher. One of the things that has come up around around this is Blizzard uh, Weibo post and the text around that. We are not legally we are not legally allowed to operate those channels. We are not legally allowed to contribute. This is NetEase's decision. They are a publisher in China. Was NetEase in conversation with this issue? They were, certainly, as were the Blizzard Taiwan team, as as was the Hearthstone leadership team, as was the esports team. All those various constituencies came together, and one of the things that we said was we acted very rapidly and acted very quickly. And that's certainly the failure of our story of this of this story. Is these these groups come together and decide in a very short amount of time. Um, what the right action to the for uh, to take forward was. The question was so the Weibo post talking about the actually is it still up actually let's see uh, da, 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 let's see 
Uh, yeah, so the, the, the tweet that was put, uh, posted was, uh, and this is from, Ch- from China, so it was translated, We are very angered and disappointed at what happened at the event and do not condone it in any way. We also highly object the spreading of personal political beliefs in this manner. Effectively, we've banned the, con- uh, the contestant and- from the event and terminated work from the broadcasters. We will always forget and defend the pride of our country. In that country, they're talking about China. So the question was, um, so the Weibo post that talked about defending the pride of China was written by NetEase? Correct. We did not authorize it. We did not approve it. We would not have approved it if they have asked. So that's the key here we're looking at. That's the thing is like we, is that Blizzard is now putting the, the word out there that they, they, um, they didn't authorize this. Yes, there was communication regarding this decision, but in terms of everything around it, uh, elsewise, including that tweet, um, they had no say, or they, you know, they, they didn't approve it, which makes total sense, because if if Blizzard China, if if the Blizzard team in China, or NetEase, was doing was was doing that, um, also helped contribute to suspending Blitzchung. Taking away his winnings, taking away his, um, uh, you know, suspending him for a year, which was cut down. That makes total sense because in China right now, anything you say uh, for the Hong Kong protests or anything against the Chinese government, like you are breaking the law uh, and you will be punished severely. So that makes total sense. So in that aspect, you have to think now with all this in mind that it. From the outset, yes, Blizzard made this decision. They made a horrible mistake, but it seems from readingisms from reading elsewhere that this was Blizzard China doing it. This was NetEase doing it, not Blizzard as a whole. So it makes it makes perfect. It makes more sense why that happened the way it did. So. Is Blizzard, you know, because is Blizzard still in the shithole? Yes, absolutely. I think it's still very much negatively viewed right now. But I'm curious to see what happens next. They haven't said anything. Like, I, I think for Blizzard right now, they're just very happy to get through BlizzCon. Um, and the thing that's interesting, though, is like, I've, um, uh, Alex, our photographer, he was at BlizzCon. He told me, um, I think in chat, it was that he went to everybody. He went to talk to some of the devs, and they were excited about the games. And the one thing they they told him, you know, universally, is like they should have took took more time to uh, with that punishment rather than rather quickly. And they felt like, yeah, they issued an apology. You know, all is forgiven. You know, let's be excited for games. Um, so it's 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 feeling. The thing I'm, I'm, my gut is telling me is that it may, it may be a minority here, which, yeah, it may be a minority in terms of people who are upset with Blizzard and people who are not happy with Blizzard and their dealings with China and this whole situation. Um, yeah, because I'm feeling that. Gamers are very fickle and, and they have a, a, a brain of a, of a goldfish. They'll be mad at one thing and then for, and then forget about it in another month. And then move on to the next thing to be mad at. 
So, because I can guarantee you Blizzard won't say anything for a while and is going to head down and work on these games. And when they release them, there'll be people excited to play those games. And people I've seen already who already trying to get their account back. So, and there were protesters outside of BlizzCon, I forgot to mention. Um, only 50 showed up versus the amount thousands of people were there for BlizzCon to hope to, to be happy about. So it's... We'll have to wait and see. I think it is... It is telling that... When that decision happened, it was far too quickly. And it looked from the outset that from... Not only Blizzard, but you know the NBA, you know Apple, and other tech companies that do dealings with China, you know, wonder about the decisions that they make. And there, you know, with the NBA specifically, there was also having the same, almost same case regarding China, but like not happy with them um, because of a tweet of, of, a, of the Houston uh, general manager putting out support of Hong Kong and saying like we don't like that essentially, and we're going to cut deals with you, like cut out streaming your G, your G League and cutting out um, anything, any support of the NBA. So it's, it, it's, it's a very interesting time and we just have to wait until things kind of fall out more or like how things are going to, ha- uh, going to be in the future. Um, it's interesting. I got, like, it's like, this is, the whole situation of Hong Kong and China, that's going to be developing more as we speak. Um, the micro of, like, what will Blizzard do? Like, Blizzard's going to be fine. Like, they'll they'll just continue working on their projects and they'll come out and they'll, you know, get people excited for their next game when it comes out. And when it does, people would have forgotten about the Blitzchunk situation or they might have mostly forgotten about it. Um, unless, unless Blizzard do something to really piss off everybody else again. Um, a lot of people are still kind of still uneasy that they're doing business with China um, at the same time. Like if you're, and I was, I was kind of on, on the same boat for a while and then realizing, well, you can't really boycott China, honestly. You really can't. <laughs> if you think about it, China has, has a lot of things here in the U.S. that they're funding. Um, Reddit, Discord, 5% of Blizzard. Um, they, have a, they have a stake in uh, Epic Games. Um they're 100% own uh, the uh, Riot Games. Um, they have a Tencent uh, as a as somebody who is in, investing in movies um, and other things. And not to mention, a lot of our plastic stuff <laughs> comes from China. So, like, it's yeah, you can say you could, you could boycott China and everything Blizzard is doing, but you really can't. <laughs> you you can say that, and it's like, well, I can't use this. Oh wait, you can't see on screen. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll say, yeah, this thing. Ah, hang on. I'm trying to make a point here. Ah, ah, get, fuck it. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Hang on. Ah, ah. This is the most fucking. Ah, there we go. Ah, okay. It's like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna support China. So I guess I'm not using this anymore. Well, then that's also ninety percent everything else. So. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely a situation where we have to wait and see, and like we'll see how it goes regarding the situation between Blizzard and China and the ongoings. Um, now that the government is is involved, like they have an eye on Blizzard and to watch every move they do. So I don't know. I feel like at this point, Blizzard the only thing they can do is just head down, and work on games. 
I think I feel for the devs too. Like they're they're in the, in the situation. Like they're probably they can't say much or do much. Um, and I'm pretty sure like they are definitely in support of you know Hong Kong. Um, there when, when when this entire thing happened, there were some devs that came out there and just like covered up the statue um, and protests, saying like you know hey we like you saying that you know everybody has a voice except if, except if it's against China, um, which is you know. On the statue, like it says, you know, everyone has a voice, um, and they covered up those words as a protest. Um, it wasn't too long; it wasn't recently that like Jeff Kaplan actually came out and said, "Hey," uh, at the time of this recording, like he came out and said, "Like, hey, I want the uh, Blitz Chung uh, suspension to be lifted, like all of it." And this is the head of um, of, of the guy who makes Overwatch. So again, we have to wait and see. With wait and see, it's a it's it's a di- it's a very tense moment. Um, there's a lot of things between happening between China and the U.S. and the businesses and what they're doing. If I'll say this, if it wasn't for what was happening in China and Hong Kong, if that was not happening, all of this would have been by the wayside and this would be a much more happier place. Um, with that being said, with the games they did show off, with the games they did announce, um, obviously going to cater to a lot of people and cater to Blizzard fans. Um, Diablo 4, I think, is what people have been wanting. They've been wanting it from last year. <laughs> and uh, we're not happy about Diablo Immortal, but Diablo 4 is what they want. And um, they got it. It's coming. Um, Overwatch 2 was leaked so many times that it was bound to be announced at BlizzCon. Um, and it makes a lot of people happy. But um, again, not much info on either games. So we won't know for a while. So when those when the day happens then we get more information and those games will come out and I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll probably be successful in, in Blizzard fashion um, among the other stuff they announced this video is brought to you by 86 pick up video game apparel from Skullgirls and Monster Hunter World 86.com slash question mark AFF equals 4 and let them know that we sent you It is your weekly uh, podcast talking about game news. I'm your host, Anthony Bionis. And uh, as you might have noticed, for the past couple weeks, we have been... Well, life has been brutal to all of us. Uh, Again, schedules lined up. So, at this point, I'll just say that for future videos, it's just going to be me until told otherwise. Um, so expect me putting up at least three videos a week regarding just the game news and my thoughts about them. Um, and I kind of just, you know, give you my thoughts and the breakdown of each one. Um, we didn't have one, um, Monday, just like a short kind of, Hey, look at this thing we did on a pregame show. But, uh, (laughs) but, um, in terms of, um, you know, today we got a new story Friday. That's because I know that BlizzCon just happened. I had my thoughts, or I, I just uh, discussed them here on, on this podcast before. But um, 
and, and more stuff has happened at BlizzCon, not only with the controversy, but also the big announcements with some of the games that were also there. So I will be talking more in depth with that one and expect that to be popping up by Friday. So with that in mind, um, today we're talking about Microsoft's new announcement in the past week, the Microsoft All Access. Um, so, or All Xbox Access, Access I should say. This was from ExtremeTech.com, written by Joe Horowski. Microsoft launches new Xbox All Access plan offers next-gen upgrade. Microsoft is relaunching its Xbox All Access plan with a new added bonus tracked on the option to upgrade to a Project Scarlet console when that platform debuts in 2020. That's a bit that's a bit different than what the plan offered when it launched in 2018. But the new plans may prove enticing to gamers who want to experience the best of both generations. I often wondered how many people actually want to jump onto the console generation near its end. Objectively speaking, a console platform uh, is at its relatively best uh, right after the launch of the latest iteration. Prices of the old hardware, sometimes games, tend to drop while the game library itself is obviously very close to maximize, uh, maximize, yeah, max size. <laughs> While this approach does leave you playing games uh, years after people finish them, it's quite cost efficient. The tweet Xbox All Access program starts at $19.99 at 24 months. Players in the US can choose between bundles with the Xbox One S, uh, original Xbox One, Xbox One X, or the all digital Xbox One X. Australian players can choose between two different Forza Horizon bundles one for the X, one for the S. The 24 month commitment includes 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Microsoft notes while well, Xbox All Access isn't eligible to be stacked with any other discounts or limited time promotions, the price you pay per month is dependent upon the console you choose and saves players over $100 compared to, to purchasing every, uh, everything separately. There is a restriction in price, however. You will have to wait a bit. The deal is available in Australia on October 29th, launches in the UK on November 5th, and launches in the US on November 19th. The deal costs $19.99 for Xbox One S All Digital, $22.99 for an Xbox, one S and thirty ninety nine for Xbox One X. The upgrade option, however, needs a bit of unpacking. And it goes into say about the uh, deal. Essentially, is if you get to if you is essentially saying like if you hop on this plan, if you hop on this um, Xbox Xbox All Access plan with the Xbox One X, you are eligible to upgrade to the Scarlet. Um, at least I'm hoping that's correct. Hey, I'm just double checking my work here just to make sure I'm, I'm that was the, the paraphrasing of that. Uh, you'd be expected to trade in console if you need to. Yeah, okay, so yeah, that was correct. Yes, so yes, if you do, if you do purchase Xbox One X, um, through these monthly plan, you have the option to upgrade to an Xbox Scarlet. Uh, when it happens, free, okay, so yes, you can. So this is an interesting move by Microsoft. Um, this is something that uh, it was kind of talked about before. Uh, Phil Spencer, in one of the interviews on Giant Bomb's um, uh, E3 special, uh, like E3 at night, like you know, he had the idea of like you know, hey, you know, I would like to, uh, you know, don't like not have a continuous 
console launch of like a new a new console like PlayStation's having, like you know PS3, PS4, PS5, and just kind of a semi ten, kind of a a more um, kind of like a uh, what's the word looking for? Kind of like a a, a a slightly upgraded console, but still the same console, but just slightly upgraded. And I thought that he meant like you know through software or through just like you know other things into the Xbox that will upgrade by itself. Um, but I think this is what he was getting at. Like this is in, in a weird way what he wants, but at the same time, like it's it's not what I think of it, it, it what he what, what what exactly what's going on with the Xbox All Access essentially is you are making the Xbox brand you're making the Xbox consoles much more of a cell phone type of deal those cell phones with uh, smartphones you have the iPhone 10 11 12 what have you the different models it, same thing was happening with the Microsoft Xbox consoles right now we have Xbox One Xbox One uh, Xbox One X Xbox, uh, Xbox One S, um, and then, you know, on top of that, we have the Scarlet coming out pretty soon in the near future, so Microsoft is taking that approach, and the interesting thing is, this is the first I've seen a, uh, a console or a big company to say, hey, do you want to get this console now? Cool, here it is, but you gotta have a monthly payment on it, um, and it has varying prices. Given these prices aren't bad, actually, of all things considered, like they're actually affordable, um, depending on which Xbox you want. Um, and if you have money, that is, in a job. <laughs> so that's, that's their big thing. So the interesting thing about all of this is it's like, I'm curious, I'm curious to see um, how successful it can be. Because again, I, I, in, in last week's or two weeks ago, when I did a, a news story about Microsoft, they were, again, the narrative for the past couple uh, for the past couple of years is them making good on what happened uh, during that E3 when Don Matrick uh, made that presentation for the Xbox One and the PR for the entire thing was a shit show and it proved that they basically messed up their messaging and because of that they fell behind to the PS4 in this generation and the PS4 outsold them out the gate like at least three consoles to one. And basically won this generation. They didn't have to do anything. They just said like, hey, our consoles are, are awesome. <laughs> That's all they had to say. Microsoft already shot themselves in the foot three, four times in a row. Um, so Phil Spencer, had a, when he came in, he, I feel like he definitely turned everything around that Microsoft messed up on. Uh, or Don Magic, I should say. And uh, the thing that's interesting to see is Microsoft isn't just sticking to what traditional game industry companies would do to hopefully make a comeback in terms of hey here's a, get excited for next console here's the games coming out for it be excited we hope you guys buy our console they're taking it from the approach of yes we'll still have the hardware but now we have the xbox game pass now we have um the cloud system we're looking we're looking into now we have uh, the uh, you know you want the console now, but we also you can do it for monthly payments now um, as another option. As as my co-host Gray would say, they are giving options to everybody, and that's a good thing. They're not forcing anybody to hey you have only this console, take it or leave it. No, they're giving everybody options in terms of like what they can do and provide for uh, for everybody regarding uh, the Xbox ecosystem. So. 
in that aspect, like Microsoft is putting a lot of a lot of their points for say in a lot of things. Um, the question is, will they all succeed? So far, Game Pass has been a terrific uh, thing for them. The program has been awesome. Um, bias, I do. I am on on the Game Pass as well. Um, <laughs> but um, what I've seen is they, it has done wonders for them. Um, it's been very successful for their brand and able to sell the Game Pass uh, to say, hey, you want to play it on your PC? Sure. You want to play it on Xbox? That's fine as well. Um, so seeing that and seeing how maybe how uh, how exactly this is going to turn out for them is is going to be an interesting question. Uh, like again, going back to the original story of like kind of the the different price ranges for the Xbox All Access is interesting because it's again there are affordable there are affordable ranges right now and um, you know Microsoft is again just providing options for a lot of people to buy an Xbox to get in that ecosystem to get ready for the next console generation. It's going to be interesting to see because like with everything that has Microsoft has done, everything that Phil Spencer has been working towards, um, you know the the launch of the new Xbox is coming out this year. Um, it's going to be in November, I believe. It's the same day as P- PS4 or uh, PS5. If I'm not mistaken. Let me check. Hang on. Uh, PS5 release date. PS5 coming out on uh, oh December. Okay, so it's coming out in. Let's see, here's that release between October and December, according to Sony. Okay, so what does Xbox uh, release date? Let's see. Uh, not Xbox One, Xbox Scarlet. Let's see, I think that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so no no official date, but it's saying it's it's saying the roughly October to December. So Okay, maybe not in the same day, but they're in the same time period. They're in the same one to two months. Still, we haven't seen. It's funny. It's funny and cool. Like we haven't seen a console versus console matchup like in the same like in the same time uh, in terms of like a month apart or a week or a week or two apart. The last time this happened was actually literally this past generation, PS4 and Xbox One. I believe the PS4 launched. A week after the Xbox One did, um, and it was just like everybody's breaking down, like you know the console, and everybody's like, you know, what, what games are coming out for it, like what can it do? And again, I, to be honest, I, I said it before, like you know, we're at a point where consoles, uh, specifically Xbox and PS4, are literally the same. Like there is not much of a difference in terms of like what one Xbox can offer uh, what uh, one console versus for the other. The difference is, is Microsoft is saying that, yes, we have this console, but attached to all of this, you got a lot of other things you can also consider or look into. So it's not we're not just a one-pony show. We got a bunch of other things. Versus Sony is a one-pony show. Well, to be fair, they do have like their, their online service as well. So that, that too. But they don't tout as much versus what Microsoft does on a daily on a daily for the Xbox Game Pass. But with that being said, to me it seems that Microsoft has much more stake in a lot of things, a lot more options for players to pick up and to be part of that ecosystem versus what Sony has. Sony, yes, the PS4, yes, they have um, uh, PS Plus, PS Now, um, but in terms outside of that, I don't see much of anything else that they're providing. And again, if I'm wrong, correct me in the comments, do so. Um, 
So to me, like this has been, I feel like this has been Phil Spencer's entire <laughs> career per se of building up until, um, building up up until this point to where when this new console launch, uh, new console launches, like it's going to prove dividends for them. Everything they worked up to, the Game Pass, the options to give people, but the, uh, with the cloud coming in the future, with the new consoles coming out, and even then with these new consoles, especially with the ones where you can actually buy into. Um, at affordable prices, as I said, it's interesting. I'm very curious to see how this turns out. The one downside I will say, though, and I, this I don't like about the Xbox All Access is it's very much like the cell phone uh, plans. It's very much the same of you are locked in, into that contract. Once you get into that contract, there's you or not contract per se, but like into that deal, you buy that Xbox uh, Ultimate deal. Um, with that new console um, and uh, you cannot uh, you cannot I mean technically you could get out of it and not pay for all of it and it's like hey you're not going to get this anymore but um, yeah like if you were locked in essentially you're, you are locked in into, into that deal um, until it's paid off and uh, as I know read it again saying that uh, where is it Ch-ch-ch-da. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay. So. Uh, I am totally all prepared for this, so skip ahead if you have to. <laughs> ah, here we go. The 24 month com- uh, commitment includes 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Microsoft notes. While Xbox All Access isn't eligible to be stacked with any other discounts or limited time promotions, the price you'll pay per month is dependent upon which console you choose and saves over $100 compared to purchasing everything separately. And just to clarify which ones we're looking for, Xbox One S, $19.99 a month for 24 months, no upfront cost, no zero APR for 24 months, you get included Xbox One S All Digital Console, 24 months of Xbox Game Pass, 18 months console upgrade option, save over $100 Xbox All Access, slightly better, you know, say Xbox One S, um, you, you get the console, you get uh, pretty much everything, uh, as I said, it's just a little more expensive, $22.99 a month uh, for 24 months, and then there's the Xbox One X, uh, the $30.99 uh, month for 24 months, but you get... Um, the option to upgrade to Scarlet and you get true 4K gaming as I say so you were locked in you were locked into that into that deal if you wanted to get out and say you know what I'm not going to continue then you, you probably could honestly <laughs> probably could for whatever reason that may be but in terms of if yeah, you are, if you if you are fully committed, you you have to stay with that contract and pay it out if you want to get the Scarlet. <laughs> That's the big thing. If it's for the other two consoles and you don't care for the Scarlet, then sure, it should be fine. But that is the one thing I, I don't like per se is that you are f- and I feel like this is for like the, the the true Xbox fans. Like this is this is for people who who really are committed, who are hardcore about the brand and Microsoft and Xbox. Like they don't they don't care about anything else like they are committed to it and this is for them it's like hey I'm, I'm here for the console i'm here for the next scarlet uh console here have my 30 bucks a month and 
here's the thing I'm curious about is if this proves to be very successful for Microsoft, what's that to say for other consoles? What's that to say for Sony specifically? I, n- I would never think they would do something like that. But it does give it does give some pause. If you can give a console to somebody to only pay a monthly fee or a monthly payment to have that console but still keep paying for to pay it off, that is gonna be interesting. Like that that's something that I feel if anything might spawn from this, from Microsoft doing it. Because one if there's one thing that, that I think game companies and well game company but like just publishers and everybody is is looking at is you know how much money can we get out of customers how much money can we get out of gamers if this is something that people want to do and and love then i would not be surprised if the next playstation will do that or next playstation console per se ps4 or ps5 pro you can get it now but you have to pay you have have payments nintendo I man, never say never. I do not think that they will they will never do it, but never say never. And in in you know, we we must remind ourselves. You must remind ourselves when it comes to these consoles, these games, and everything in the game industry. These companies are not your friend. <laughs> they are there to take your money, however they need to. The game devs, they're your friends. They want to make the most awesome game for you and, you know, to be excited for it. They're the, they're, they're, they're the, they're the, uh, the people we want to support and, and definitely help out. But it's just the, the, the higher-ups, you know, the people the people in the suits, the Activision, the Bobby Kotick's of the world, world, they don't care what type of game it is. They don't care what type of console it is. All it comes down to is the bottom line. Can they make money off of it? Can they do what it takes? Can they be your friend, per se, so that you can spend money on their on their products, so that you can get that money to them faster. Yeah, remember that. Just remember that. So, with that being said, uh, wait and see. Let's see how it goes. Personally, my opinion, I think this is going to be successful for Microsoft. I think this is going to be another thing added to their repertoire in terms of like what they're doing to make up the, for their loss in this generation. And I think that. When it comes time, when the new consoles launch next year in the fall, I think between Sony and Microsoft, Microsoft is in a situation where it's their game to lose. They, I believe, have, in my opinion, in my eyes, have made up so much ground, have offered so many great services, have a lot of things in the works that it's looking like they are going to be on top for the next generation. And I think that Sony is going to question itself. We already seen departures already from Sony. Uh, I didn't bring this up, but there's been a lot of people leaving Sony right now. That is making a lot of people question what's going to happen with the PS5. What's going to happen with this new generation of Sony will be bad. will be good at the moment. It's looking like it's Microsoft's time to shine yet again. It's it's looking like the Xbox 360 era versus the PS3. From and it's funny because it actually kind of looks like that with the recent comments of you know of the PS5 and saying like it's cheap for for what it's for 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 what it's in there uh, the, the 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 was in the console. 
saying pretty much like this is going to be expensive because we got a lot of expensive parts in it. So that's essentially what he said. Paraphrasing. But... Hello everybody, I am in the light, I am in the dark, because my computer was moved. So I'll have to figure this out later on. But, welcome to another episode of Mission Star Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Bionis. And uh, yeah, the videos, the videos have been coming up a bit more slowly as of late. Um, at least it's been one video per week. Um, you know, bear with me with, my, uh, with the changes going on over in my real life. But um, uh, definitely, I'm going to try to make more of an effort to put more video content on the, uh, throughout the week. But uh, bear in mind, that might be a lot more slower than usual. But uh, with that being said, XO19 just did happen last week, last Thursday, by the time it's recording. Um, and Microsoft put out uh, a basically, I don't say a press conference, but just basically saying, hey, these are the things that are coming uh, next for Xbox. And I'll actually slide in that transition right here. So before I get into it, let me go ahead and read this article written by... Let me see if I get the, the author here for a second. It is written by Asher Maiden from uh, Welcome Central, WindowsCentral.com. XO19, everything Xbox announced in London. Every year, Microsoft hosts a, celebra- a celebration of gaming for fans in various regions. This year, XO19 brought plenty of surprises, like the Yakuza series coming to Xbox One and much more. The show from London was packed with a number of stellar reveals, like new games from Rare and Obsidian Entertainment. You can read all about the major announcements below, which he has defined down here. So first off, we have Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition uh, that is coming to Xbox Game Pass for PC. Um, and that is the game that a lot of people, including myself, really got into when I was released. Follow-up to gameplay footage of Age of Empires 4 um, that is in the work and it's been developed. Um, then followed up with the Artful Escape, which is a new trailer. Um, do not think there was a, a release, tra- uh, release date for it, but it's a very trippy game. It seems like you're a guitar player that's going through various worlds, which is skateboarding at the same time. Um, yeah, like it's uh, it's a weird game <laughs> from what I've seen so far. Follow up with Bleeding Edge. Uh, Bleeding Edge is a new multiplayer game from Hellblade Sun. Uh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put his name. It's, it's from Hellblade. <laughs> um, it's one of Sacrifice Creators. Uh, is coming to Xbox One and PC in March 2020. The closed be- close beta begins February 2020. So you can test that before you decide to buy it. Crossfire X is an incredibly popular PC shooter and a few months ago it was announced that the game is coming to Xbox One. Today we got a long-awaited gameplay trailer um, and did you know that Remedy Entertainment is writing a story for the game? Which I did not know until I read that very statement. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting, huh? Crossfire looks like another um, 
I want to say not Counter-Strike, but it kind of much, at least in modern times, it reminds me much more of a, a Siege in a way. Um, so that's coming to Xbox. Uh, Drake Hollow uh, is uh, Xbox One, which will, is a cartoonish four-player co-op game. Um, follow up with the first trailer you just saw behind me, uh, Everwild as Rare's new IP. Um, so uh, Rare made a new IP. Uh, it is uh, interesting to say the least. It's, it looks like from the outset is a a, um, a game where you explore open world type of deal uh, in the in the nature of this fantasy land. Uh, it's interesting. Like it's another game from Rare, and I'm just see how this goes out because. Um, People were not really with Sea of Thieves. Like there were ideas in place for Sea of Thieves, um, and the content wasn't there. Uh, now it does, but it took them a while. So I'm kind of wondering what Rare's approach is going to be for this next game. Flight Simulator, just Flight Simulator. No, nothing on uh, attached to it. <laughs> so that's coming out. Um, which you know, people who like airplanes, it looks really good. It's something they're really into. Grounded. Uh, this is Obsidian's new game. Um, so today, Obsidian revealed the latest game, Grounded, uh, the new franchise slated for 2020, Mill's first-person co-op survival of a, of a narrative-driven edge. It's being created by a small team at the company and has been in development since the before the acquisition by Microsoft. It's coming to Xbox Game Preview in spring 2020. Grounded, it's basically survival, but you're shrunken down. It's sneak. Okay, think of it this way. It's a survival-based game, uh, and you're super small. Like you got—I'm sh- gonna say you got shrunk. Well, actually, you probably did. Um, it's pretty much, pretty much honey that I shrunk the kids. The game, <laughs> basically, and the tools you use to survive are things that you would see on the ground, like matches, grass, wood sticks, and so on. So you know, hey, why not? Obsidian made a really damn good game with uh, Outer Worlds, so, you know, hey, let's see how they do with this next one. Halo Reach is coming to Xbox Game Pass and PC on December 3rd. It is the first of the five games, I want to say, in the Xbox, uh, in the Microsoft uh, Halo Master Chief Collection, uh, which is cool. I'm a big fan of Halo, I and I intend to play each game all the way through again. Um, just because I have very much my young teenage life was around Halo. So, um, I've I played every one except for ODST and Halo 5. ODST is involved in this pack, so I'm pretty excited about. Um, Halo 5 is not. It's also a really bad game from what I've heard. <laughs> so, for those who are, you know, wanting to play the Master Chief Collection, uh, the first game of the series will be coming on the, uh, on PC and on Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass. And yeah, I think the way they're approaching it this time around, I think because last last time we had the Master Chief Collection came out, horrible, uh, it, it did not come out great. Uh, the launch was bad. Uh, it this was written with errors uh, and um, bugs, and it was a crap show, essentially. So it was not working at all, and it kind of into some people's eyes tarnished master chief and the halo legacy so um 343 industries is making sure that hey we're, if we're going to put it out again on pc like we're going to do it um properly so yeah uh they're taking their time one more time with this time around than last time so which is good 
which is very good. Uh, then is Idea Xbox, which is a, a slew of indie games. Um, a lot of them look pretty good. Um, and I believe, like, Microsoft is hoping to... Uh, here's the thing about Microsoft and indie games. They've been a huge supporter of indie games. And I want to say even more so ever since the, the success of Cuphead. So now they're like, oh, you know, there's a lot of cool games on here. And some of these games we already seen before. Um, they were showcased elsewhere. Uh, but with Microsoft, they definitely were showing some pretty cool games. Um, some of which was uh, included, including uh, Heat of Rage 4, which looks fantastic. Um, and then you have games like... Uh, hang on, I'm actually looking at... <laughs> you got Luna Nights, which is a kind of... Looks like a side-scroller 2D action game. Um, another game, Chris Tells. Double Kick Heroes, which are in a car. Uh, heaven. And there's a slew of other games, definitely. Ooh, and then Cyber Shadow. That looks dope. Cyber Shadow actually looks really cool. It's a really awesome game for the looks of it. Um, but yeah, like it is It is a definitely, like Microsoft is making sure that they're supporting their devs, their first party, third party, as well as the indies as well. So uh, definitely there's some cool games in there. I suggest you guys check it out. There's some really cool stuff that they showcase during the ID Xbox Game Pass or ID at Xbox um, Sizzle Reel. Uh, follow up with Cart Driver Drift. I have not heard of this game. But apparently it's huge in Korea. It's huge. Um, and they're bringing it over to Xbox and PC. Um, and then it will have cross-play features and other stuff they're planning to bring as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a kart racing game. Cartoon kart racing game. Uh, so take it for take it for you know for what it's worth. You know, that's that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, will it become big here? I don't think so. But, you know, hey, stranger things have happened. Um, then follow up with Kingdom Hearts. Um, not three. Wait, is three on? Actually, no, take it back. I think three is, is on Xbox, if I'm mistaken. Um, but the previous Kingdom Hearts games are coming to Xbox One. Um so you can play all of the Kingdom Hearts games if you want to, right up to three, <laughs> and then play three, and then tell us how you like it. <laughs> um, but yes, that is another game that's coming. Um, that next was the game called Last Stop, which was another of uh, uh, this. I think this is from the guys who made. Uh, let me see. Da da da. Um, change the developer. Variable state. Okay. I was going to sworn these were the same guys who made um, Stranger Things, but they didn't. They didn't. So. Last stop is another. It looks like a detective. Um, from the looks of it, it looks like a detective. You're kind of going back through time and you're trying to figure out what is going on, why you're kind of transferred into an, another person's body, uh, and then you somehow run into a spirit. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept. So, as another game is coming uh, to Xbox uh, and PC, and then it showed up Minecraft Dungeons. Which was a uh, basically it was, it was it, oops sorry um, I have the video over here basically from what I could see it is a it's Minecraft but but, but it's a gauntlet with Minecraft characters essentially I at first when I first saw it that was Minecraft Diablo but no it's actually more like Minecraft uh, gauntlet so uh, you get just different classes you get different characters you can choose from and you're just kind of going through a dungeon crawler fighting other enemies within Minecraft. Um, which I'm curious about. I might or may, may not try it. Depends. It depends, but we'll see. We'll see. 
Um, then announced was Minecraft and Earth uh, at XO19. The company revealed the mobs of the park event. If you're in New York City, London, Sydney, it would be exciting to know a life-size statues of interactive mobs will be popping up in November 16th. Um, which you know, hey, for those who don't know, Minecraft Earth is a basically thing of Pokemon Go, but both Minecraft essentially. But you're building stuff too at the same time, so much more that AR type of game. Planet Coaster, surprise movie, Microsoft said the Planet Coaster, the incredibly popular PC game, is coming to Xbox One. So, people who like to build uh, theme parks, huzzah! <laughs> uh, and then his, one of the big ones I want to point out, Project xCloud. Uh, and this is from the, from the uh, article. With Google Stadia around the corner, Microsoft had to uh, make a splash with Project xCloud, game stream, and XO19. The company did exactly what that at the event. It was announced that more than 50 games from, from 25 partners are being added to the service. You may now play Devil May Cry 5, Madden, NFL 20, and even Tekken 7 on the go. Since Project xCloud launched in October, Microsoft's focus has been on Android phones. However, that's going to change in 2020, the company said. Next year, we'll pr bring Project xCloud to Windows 10 and are collaborating with a board set of partners to make the game streaming available on other devices as well. Then this may include iOS. Given the fact that there's a lot of controllers on the market now, Microsoft plans to support more Bluetooth devices like Sony's DualShock 4 and accessories from Razer. While Stadia is launching with 12 titles, Microsoft says that over 3,500 3, games on Xbox One today and 1,900 games currently in development are working already working on Project xCloud. Uh, and it's planned to expand to more countries in 2020 and add more games including the big one here is like not only are they adding more games to it but uh they're going to make sure that when this thing launches um i believe it's also going to be in the beta but you can actually play what's in your library in the xbox uh, game club 